Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here. Now let's have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, folks. It's another episode of the Brian Trust. It's another special episode of the Brian Trust. A very Trust. special episode. And why is it so special? It's special because it's better than 3D and virtual reality. It's actual reality. Way better. For the first time in the history of the podcast, you and I are actually in the same room together. Give me a high five. Uh, oh, bad touch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, finally, things things kind of worked out. We're actually in an undisclosed location. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Just happened to be in roughly the same time zone at the same time, so we decided to get together and record this episode in person. In person. And see if we can actually kill an entire hour the proper way, as opposed I'm to I'm sure on the we phone. could. I'm sure the hour's going to fly <laughs> by, and we we're going to be like, we got to go to lunch. Yeah, I think we can make that happen. How was, uh, how was your week? I know it was a travel the, week for you. Oh, so. yeah, it's fine. Travel yeah. week was actually really... You know what? Traveling uh, was not bad at all. This time, we did things a little differently. We actually took uh, a ride share all the way to the airport. Oh, wow. This time. Okay. Instead of trying to get, like, taxi to the train station, oh, train station yeah. to the airport. And and so we, it was, we had left mid-morning, and it was, it's dicey, like, on the train. It could, you could be running into, like, I don't know, tons of commuters and stuff. And, yeah. And when you have... Yeah. As much luggage as we brought in. Bart's always overcrowded, and sometimes the trains stop. And then, oh. yeah. Anyway, so we we actually had a very delightful ride ride share. Uh, the person that was that had picked us up, um, she was semi retired, and just she just talked the whole way. It was great. That I'm all about it. Like mm. that's me. My wife, on the other hand, in the back seat with the headphones on, like please keep my husband busy, right? <laughs> sort of thing. So we talked the whole way. We were sharing like little bits of trivia on the way in. But that building was there. And remember that bridge over there and all this stuff. So it was great. We get to the airport. I think we were in and out of security in maybe three minutes. I mean, it was fantastic. Uh, we had a wonderful lunch. Got on the plane. Took off on time. Landed early. Uh and we just like the the plane ride was super fast this time. I don't. Nice. I, I, we both kind of dozed off a little bit. Plus, we had some good TV we were watching, so it was great. Uh, and then we get here, and it was like record time. Got the luggage, got the rental car, made it back to where we're staying, and we were like, that was incredibly easy. And so then we had time to go get a quick bite to eat, and then we went to the store and filled up with some food here and. Went to sleep at a normal time. The next day, <laughs> the next day, I was in a car driving uh, two and a half hours to an office uh, to meet up with a new employee face to face. Stayed there for a few hours and then drove right back down. Uh, and then we went out with some friends and here we are. Then cool. I had a half a day yesterday and it was great. So far, yeah. so good. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. How was your traveling? You actually drove way more. I did. I did. I did. It was many hours on the road. <laughs> it was because I went to work first. So it was, oh. it was more hours. Oddly enough, though, it didn't add any additional drive time to my to my commute, though. I thought it would. Like, I thought it would add more. And then I was looking at it, I'm like, well, really, that's not bad. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was bland. I mean, it was a drive, mainly because, and I mentioned this before, like when I first moved to Georgia, like all the interstates, it's also tree-lined. There's nothing to see mm-hmm. except the road. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, okay. It's very hypnotic if you're not careful. And that's the thing. I, I realized that, I was thinking about that this morning when I was when I was driving over here, and uh, I realized like looking at things, looking around on the streets and things, because now like, I actually see stuff on the roads. I realized like, yeah, that's you know, keep your eyes on the road. But then I realized... When you're on the freeway like that, and the trees are lined and stuff, when you see something different, it even more attention grabbing. Yeah. At that, I'm like, oh, what is that? And yeah. you know, like you wonder why there are so many, you know, road accidents and stuff. I think in Georgia they've already they're up to like 1,700 for this year fatalities this year. Or oh road no, fatalities that's this year. Yeah, I mean it's. So I wonder sometimes. A, I'm sure it's just bad driving. 
And overly aggressive driving. Georgia's nah. famous for that. There's no. a lot of overly aggressive drivers. Mm. Um, and it. I think it's more... Yeah, I think it's that. But then sometimes, especially out in the remote areas, I wonder if it's sometimes more like, ooh, billboard. Oh, what the, you know, mm-hmm. oh good. You know. Yeah. Um, or people grabbing to do things because with the way the roads are, your car can veer. Yeah. It can knock your car off pretty, pretty sure. easily. It's not, not like you're driving through Kansas and it's just... Yep. Oh, you know, yeah. Not that Kansas is flat, and you know. But there are some parts of that part of the country where you can fall asleep yeah. behind the wheel. Arizona's really... I mean, yeah, I forty. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's just well, you there's can fall long asleep. stretches where you're just like, there's nothing. Right. And, uh, you can fall asleep behind the wheel, wake up and not hit anything. I mean, that's how flat it is. Yeah. Like when I was when I lived in in Idaho, it was like that. And there's a there's a stretch of I twenty five going north from from Santa Fe. If you're headed to Denver, there's a, there's a stretch between Santa Fe and the Colorado border. Or I should say, when you when you just pass Las Vegas, New Mexico, it's like a hundred miles, and there is nothing. Yeah. And it's almost a straight line, and you're just like, "Yeah, oh, this it's, is so boring." Well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. have you ever been driving, and then you kind of like have this realization, like, "Where am I?" Like, yeah, you okay. don't remember getting there. <laughs> you know, uh, it's never been that bad. But sometimes I, I sit there, like, I, I got to get my bearings. I don't know where I, you know, yeah. well, and I get, I find that more here. I, I, I noticed that a few times on the drive down. Yeah. Where it was just, again, because all the trees, everything looks the same. So you have no idea. You lose all sense of place right. at some point. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm at the Florida border. I'm like, what? You know? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but how long did it take you to drive? Six uh, It was about door-to-door, I think it was, from work. It was about eight, eight and a half hours. Ooh. I stopped a couple times. Oh, you know, good. it was not, I mean, I had to get gas. and right. Uh, I only had to get gas once, though. Ooh. Shockingly, my car did very well really? on the highway. Yeah, it how was, many miles? Um, well, oh. it's an undisclosed location. Of course, I, don't want to, <laughs> right. I get it. I get it. It was a lot of yeah. miles. Yeah, it was. It was a lot. Well, it was enough for a tank of gas in my sure. in my Chevy Traverse. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, you know, if, if, if people could piece it together, if they really wanted to, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a it was a fair distance. It, I honestly thought I would have had to gas up sooner. If yeah. I was smart, I would have gassed up. A little earlier than I did because yeah. it was saved like twenty cents a gallon. Sure, uh, <laughs> like darn it. Oh <laughs> you know? yeah, there's that. Um, I don't mind that. So I, you know, gas prices sometimes as long as they're not ridiculously different, I usually do, it doesn't bother me. Like I know there's people who drive around to save like five cents a gallon. Yeah, I'm like, well, you're wasting more gas looking around exactly. for five cents a gallon. Exactly. But then the difference between like where I am at home versus where I am at work is like 10 cents a gallon sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I'll like, well, I'll go gas up at work because mm-hmm. it's cheaper. Yep, <laughs> you know? exactly. Um, well, in Northern California, if you shop at Costco, not a sponsor of this podcast, uh, their gas is considerably less expensive, but top tier, which is amazing. Right. But that's, that's the benefit of the membership yes, that you get with exactly. Costco. It, so it could almost, it's sometimes it's almost a dollar a gallon less. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, I think it's it's interesting. I was thinking about this as well, and I something I, I didn't realize as well last night. My own fault. Um, I was on the the toll roads, mm. which I had forgotten about. Mm. Um, well, I had there was one that I was prepared for, and then oh. there was one I was not prepared oh, for. No. So what have you got there? Is that a I citation? Got a no- insufficient funds notice. It was insufficient just, funds. No, basically, what they did was they give you. It's not like a forgiving thing. It's just I didn't have the cash on hand to oh. pay the toll. Oh, yeah. And I felt bad about that. And I honestly, and she's like, well, I'll give me a slip and you can call them and pay it. I'm like, great. Okay, I good. will. I'm happy to do that. Um, I ended up paying about 50% more than the toll oh, actually that is. But that's okay because it like it's like a dollar or something. It's not. That. I'm not stressing about it. How I long just, did you have to sit there while they wrote this up? It was maybe thirty seconds. It was really quick. Wow. I mean, I just I I pulled up and I was honest about it, like I didn't expect sure to be on a second toll road and I didn't have uh, the cash yeah. for it. I will be better prepared for the drive back. <laughs> you can stop like, off at like I'm a. You can go to like a CVS if you want and get one of those SunPass things. You know, I, I, I thought know about that. Well, I stopped in on one of the toll plazas after oh, yeah. I got on the road. Oh yeah, because I gassed up. Uh, that's why I ended up gassing up, which is why it cost more. Mm. Um, and I did, they did have a spot there to get a sun pass. Mm. And I like, I thought about it and I was like, no, nah, I don't need it. Mm. Cause I thought I was only on the one toll road and I had the right. cash in hand already. Right. So I'm like, it won't be a problem. Yeah. And then I get off and then I was like, wait, toll exit. Toll- what? I'm on another toll road. What? 
Yeah. <laughs> like I don't have two dollars. Yep. Um, well, they're just that's okay. They're gonna send some spotty kid on a bike after me, and it'll be fine. Two dollars. <laughs> I want my two dollars. Fourteen miles. Yeah. <laughs> two dollars. Yeah, but uh, you know that pays for the roads and it pays for you sure. Know, that's fine. I don't mind. That's the thing. I think I. That's my own fault for not being prepared. Because mm-hmm. I did see one toll road. I wasn't paying attention to that there was mm-hmm. a second toll road. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. Uh-huh. And if I thought about it in advance, I would have had Google Maps route me off of the toll roads. Of course. Well, the interstates in these neck of the woods are pretty crowded. They're well, the interstate. Bad. Well, that's yeah. The interstates are because they're they're there's no toll. Of course. So, right. Well, there is a toll in our taxes. Exactly. That's, that's what it's for. Right. But that's had so again. It's a tax I happily pay. Yep. So hopefully make sure the interstates are paid up. And I mean, they're adding all that stuff in mm-hmm. town. There can, mm-hmm. There's a lot of major construction going on to there's always connect some yeah. of these highways and things a little yeah. bit better. So, yep. Yeah, there's always stuff going on. But um, I, I don't mind taking the toll up here. Uh, when I was coming back from the work location, uh, I had a choice. Uh, and I've, I'd never heard this uh, announcement on Google Maps before. Mm-hmm. And it said... Multiple accidents and heavy traffic are causing a 45-minute delay. You know, whatever. We can route you to no. whatever that will save you 30 minutes. And I was like, what is it? So I looked, toll road. I'm like, I'll take it. Yeah. And no, sure enough, it was like creep into the toll road entrance. And as soon as you hit the toll road, it was like 70 miles an hour. Yep. Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah, no, it's I'll great. And it. it's, I've gotten those warnings before uh, in Atlanta a couple of times. Not severe. It's mm-hmm. usually... And so usually when I'm on the interstates, like the 400 is a notoriously bad highway. But oddly enough, when I commute to and from work, there's never really a problem. Mm-hmm. There's been like one slowdown that made me late for work ever. Yeah. Uh, so far. Um, it's getting into the rainy and icy season, though. So who knows? Mm. Uh, <laughs> now you have something to look forward to. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so I didn't think about that when I moved here. I'm like, hmm. I didn't really think uh-huh. about how bad is that going to be when they shut the city down because ice on the roads. Oh, it's yeah. like. And apparently they do that. They don't have snow days in Atlanta. They have ice days. Oh, boy. And is it um, regular ice or is it black ice? Do you know? I don't know. Well, I mean, it's... Black ice is ice the Ice on the roads. It's probably... I'm, I'm betting, especially on the freeways, on the highways, it's probably a lot of black ice. Uh, that, just, I, that, just I, pump, I, that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So that's the thing I don't know. And that's... The, they, in town, especially, they'll, they'll, they'll pace traffic. They'll restrict mm-hmm. them. They'll shut down roads. Mm-hmm. They'll... Mm-hmm. And it's because it's very hilly. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of hills, so mm-hmm. I, I understand why they do it. Yeah, I dread the day that it happens with my current day job because I have no idea if I'll get paid for that day or not. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, it's right. like Ey. well, and bridges um, too. I mean, you were in an area of the country that you didn't have to worry about this, but like when you're in an area where it gets you know yeah. below freezing, ice forms on bridges first. Bridges yeah. freeze first. We used to have in Chicago when I lived in Chicago. That that sign is almost at every bridge. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. When I've been there, yeah. Bridges freeze first, and That's I get that here. Well, and, and my car gives me a nice warning. Does it? It's like if it's below freezing, if it's below thirty-two degrees, it says ice possible. Drive with caution. Ooh, that's fancy. I'm like, oh, that's nice. That is nice. Of course, then it is on the drive down here. You found a service tire monitor, prior pressure. Monitor. Did it really? Apparently, one of the um, tire pressure monitors oh. on one of the tires has gone out. Oh boy, I'm assuming. Okay. So, I, so I get that warning every time I start the car now. Is that the cap? I I well, I think it's thing? in the, it's in the wheel. It's built into the wheel. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. 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 So. I might try like the the owner's manual gives me an option like gives me instruction on how to calibrate mm. the system, mm-hmm. which I was like, well, that's interesting. I thought I'd have to do it at the shop, um, but I think if I get the tires, re- if I get the sensor replaced, I don't know. Well, it's electronics, so mm-hmm. my service contract should cover it. Sure, I think I'm going to double check that before I go ahead, right? <laughs> just to be sure. Um, but um, that should be. It sounds like it's a relatively easy fix. Probably to replace, so Probably. it's not so bad, and they can recalibrate the price. And that the one that went out is the one that's always been reading lower than the rest of the tires anyway, okay. for some reason. Yeah, um, even though it's fine. Sure. So, um, and I know because I have a regular gauge, I can check. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, and I looked, at, I looked at it just to make sure. I'm like, yep. yeah, the tire's not low. We're yep. good. Yeah. Um, that happens a lot too when the temperature drops. Like you'll notice, like you get low. Well, yeah. I'm not saying that's your problem here, but just like. 
as the temperature drops, the pressure in the tire. Well, it actually says that in the manual too. Yeah. It's like you might get a low pressure warning, you get cooler weather. Well, yeah, because cold cold contracts, mm-hmm. so the air, your the molecules are moving less, so it contracts. So then you end up losing pressure because it's not trying to. And in the summer, it'll actually that's right heat up because it's getting hotter. Science um, with Brian. Well, I've run into that in in Phoenix. I've run oh, into yeah. the opposite, obviously. Oh, when, yeah. it, when you get into the high temperatures, right? Exactly. Well, it could be so like, you want to underinflate a little bit because of the heat. Sure. You know, well, like, it could oh. be in like the seventies and eighties during the day, and then drop down to like you know the thirties. Yeah. At night, it's, you know, and if you're out long enough, your your car will actually have that um, low pressure warning. Arizona really, I don't know. If I'm I'm not quoting any actual statistics from this. I think it. They lose more tires to crack sidewalls than oh yeah because the heat oh like yeah the heat of dries it out and the heating the expanding and contracting all the time oh yeah it will crack those sidewalls and then you got to get the tire replaced right, because exactly you, that just that's, that's why a, it's good to like armor there's no way to patch that so it's no like, but it's good to keep your tires nice and moist and conditioned like armor all or something like that so that it does protect against yeah the heat. I see the it's truth sort of like of it a now, leather in pre- retrospect yeah yeah like, I mean whatever. The funny thing is, well, the funny thing is I've only ever had maybe what happened was with that, I, I've had the sidewall thing happen, but it was when I moved back to Phoenix from Wyoming with my Explorer, which had never really been in Phoenix for a long period. Mm-hmm. And I'd been up in the mountains for years and um, I drove down. And then that summer when it started heating up, I lost like three tires immediately. Like they all cracked at the same time oh, kind of thing. I mean, I had a bunch of other issues with the car that I needed to fix as well. Right. Um, which I did, but, um, yeah, that was, that was awkward. Um, but after that, I think I've only ever had one other tire go flat on any car I've owned ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, oddly enough, it was that same vehicle. It was in Idaho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it was in, uh, it was in Utah. I Utah. Correct. No. It was in, I, no, it was in Idaho. Yeah, no, it was in Idaho. I remember that. Yeah, it was. I was on a road trip. I'd gone up to Seattle for a for a job interview mm-hmm. uh, that did not go well. In no. fact, the interview never happened because I could never find the place. And then the guy wasn't there. Like we just never never connect. Wasn't meant to be. I was there for like a week, mm. and it drove me nuts. Like I even bought this was back in the nineties before mm. GPS was a thing and right. couldn't Google Maps. I had I I bought a Thomas guide. Yeah. When I got there, um, actors in LA know exactly what I'm talking about. They've been there for more than 15 years. My goodness. Uh, and the funny thing was, I had a Thomas guy. I was still getting lost. Like, roads just go to Those nowhere. And I'm just like, I like Seattle drove me crazy. Yeah. So much that I drove to Vancouver for a day just to decompress. Right. Because <laughs> well, I'm I think, like, I can't handle this anymore. I think GPS is one of those top inventions that we are seeing in our lifetime that really changed the world. Yeah. Seriously. Well, and to be fair, GPS existed at the time. It wasn't commercially available. No, it was only being used by the military. Of course, right. But I'm thankful um, that we, as yeah. commercial users... Or I should say it was being used by the military. There was some commercial use, but it was very limited very, and pricey at the time. Very, so they hadn't... Exactly. They hadn't unlocked the... Um, the accuracy down yep. enough for people yet. Exactly. I know they did that later. Yep. Um, and so I remember that though, because I the 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 tire actually goose egged. Oh. And I was in the middle of nowhere on the interstate. On the like, side, it bloomed out on the side. Well, no, it goose egged on top. Oh. So it was like, you know, oh. it's like, oh my god, what's going on? Yeah. And, oh boy. And I pull over, and it was like, oh wow, and you could see it because I pulled off, and the egg was on top oh. where I happened to pull over, and I'm like, oh my. God, I'm like, all right. Well, I guess I'll have to change the tire. And I got ready to. I never changed my tire by myself before. I'm like, all right, let's do this and figure it out. And then, as soon as I got out of my car to go to the back, Iowa State Trooper pulled up behind me, just out of nowhere. Like I literally never passed him. Wow. I don't know where he came from. And I, I always am hyper observant when I'm on the interstate looking for that stuff. Yep. They disappear. It was weird. I, I, li- well, th- there's no, there were no hills to hide behind. There's not, there's like flat land. Yeah. I honestly don't know where he was. Yeah. Could have been down in a ditch. Um, maybe. Uh, it seems like an odd place to be, I'm but sure. all right. Um, but I'm, boy, am I glad. But it was like right after, I didn't see him behind me wow. when I pulled over. Like wow. I never saw him behind me. He, yeah. he pulled right up and behind me and helped yeah. change the tire. I'm like, wow. That's nice. Yeah. No, it was very handy. I was grateful for that. I ended up driving. Because I was driving back into Wyoming, I ended up driving probably seventy miles on that spare tire. Yeah, <laughs> I get a new one on there. Yeah. Like, eh. well, our um, you know our state troopers are there to help. Yeah, no, uh, it was great. I I was not. not I was not, I wasn't mad about the fact he. I was just like, where did yeah. he come from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a little scary. <laughs> it was like, 
Yeah, they're um, nice. I, I think. Oh yeah, no. Pretty much every state trooper that I've had an encounter with uh, has been pleasant. Well, well most, I didn't like the outcome sometimes, or it's like, hey boy. Well, most police officers. <laughs> I've never had a bad interaction with a police officer, yeah. even when I did something. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's my fault. Yep. I, you know, I, I see what I did and I accept it. You know, it's like, yes, I was doing 80 and a 65. I love when they try to. Tr- I've never done that. I've never, mm-hmm. I've never been pulled over for that. I have. Uh, I um, three times in my life. Most of the time, it's been because I got pulled over for something else and I didn't have insurance or something. You know, like mm-hmm. something like that. And I'm like, yeah, one time I was at a train crossing mm-hmm. and traffic was the where the way traffic was. I had pulled a little too far forward. Oh. Where the arm was going to hit my car, yeah. I tried to back up, but this guy was like right at my oh, bumper, so it gave me no. And there were people behind him, so yeah. it wasn't his fault. Couldn't he couldn't back it. up. Yep. So I'm like, and the, the arm was starting to come. I just like gunned it across because I knew I had enough room on the other yeah, side right. to be safe from the train. I'm like, I don't have a choice. And yep. there was a cop sitting right there in the other direction. I'm like, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a choice. I got to go. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, you know what you did. Come here. It's, just, it's either that or take damage to my car. And I'm like, I'm, I'll take the hit. You know. Exactly. Well. On the insurance, I mean, I'll, I'll take the ticket hit. Yeah, that was, that was the, well, like that was, that was, you know, I, I was in a tough spot and I'm like, all right. I've seen videos of like trucks that try that and they can't make it and yeah. the train can't stop and the outcome well, that, is that explore, that, that thing had a V8 like I had power. Oh like, yeah. It was, oh, I yeah. was not worried about getting across. Yeah. No. I knew I could, I had plenty of time before the train actually got there. Right. Like I had plenty of time. Right. But I was just like I was. I did everything I could to try and back up first. But I was like, no, I don't have a choice. A lot of times you can. I mean, more more often than not, people will do that so they don't have to get stuck behind one of those like massive, you know. Oh yeah, no. freight trains. Well, you in know, Flagstaff, that's common. So it was like I wasn't worried about that. Like I don't yeah. mind sitting there for twenty minutes. Right. I just, I like I said, I just didn't want the arm to slam exactly. down on my car and take damage or something. Well, like, like in I that didn't situation, know if, I didn't know if it was going to take damage. Right. Like, well, in that situation, it was the safest thing to do was to yeah. get out of the way. Yep. You know, um, but a lot of people will jump that. They'll they will they'll beat the. They'll oh, beat I know the people will do that. Whenever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's uh, why the cop was, usually pulls them over because it was like well, that no, was and that's safe, I, and you know, and whatever. I knew again. That's the thing. I saw he was there, and I went anyway because I'm like, that's fair. Yeah, I was hoping that he would have seen. Yeah, the situation I was in, and just let me off with a warning. Right, but exactly. Well, um, we're all human. I mean, sometimes we yeah. think we can make it across, and we don't. And at the last minute, we have to stop. But now we're past the limit line, and we're sitting <laughs> right underneath the gate. Right. I always tried to be happens. careful about that stuff. Even before that, I always tried to be careful. It's just that one time I didn't. Yeah. Because the, the light was green. Yeah. So people had been going, and then it turned red, and I'm like, okay. Oh boy. Yeah. We'll be fine. Is there enough room to get over? And I was like, I don't know that there is, and I stopped, but I stopped a little too far yep. forward. Yeah. Um, the other time, one of the other times I think I was in, in North Hollywood and I was coming back from theater, uh, theater rehearsal. It was very late at night. It was probably, uh, I think it was close to midnight. I was really tired. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've been working on two shows at once. They were both opening rough right around the same time. Yep. So I was just like, Ugh. yeah. And had very little sleep and I was walking home and I crossed across this intersection that like there's never anybody crossing mm-hmm. the street that way. Typically I'm crossing with the main drag. So usually that light is, mm-hmm. is green mm-hmm. at that time. So I stepped off, went across, uh, wasn't paying attention. Cop pulled around and, you know, and yeah. there were, um, I had crossed on the red and I was like, Oh, oh I didn't even see it. Yeah. So I was just, I was so, I'm like, okay, that's fair. I yep. didn't see it. It was an honest mistake. Yep. Um, I think they looked at me like I was drunk a little bit, which is fair because it's a little late at night and it was on, on like a Friday night and just like that made sense. But, uh, I ended up not getting the ticket. Like he started writing it oh. and then they got a, uh, they got a code three call Oh, and they had to go I'm like, it's your lucky night. I'm like, thank you. I, I'm like, good night. Godspeed. I, I just didn't want to say, <laughs> yeah, thank you. I didn't want to say, thank God. You know, it's like, Oh my, like, it'd be super awkward about it. I'm like, okay. Understood. You know. Right. Yeah. Do you something. remember the first time you got pulled over? <sighs> I do. I think it was actually it was actually that train intersection. That was the first that time. That was the first time. That's yeah. the first moving violation you got? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It uh I've always been well, I've always usually gone the speed line. Like I've always very been very careful about that for the longest time. Yeah. Uh, my mother, my mother gave me the worry warts when I was driving. Mm. I'm always, 
very I'm a very defensive driver. Right. Um, and so I, yeah, I, well, because I typically don't speed. I got pulled over once, like in Wyoming, because I came around a curve at the speed limit. But other, and other cars were passing me, but they love pulling over out of state yeah. plates. Yep. I just would, I didn't slow down fast enough, mm. I guess. Because uh, that, that curve, like that, it was one of the main drags in town. It goes from like 40 to 45 to 25. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It like instantly. So you're just like, right. you just can't, you can't slow down fast enough. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, whoop, you got me. Yeah. Yeah. That was fair. It was either you can ticket for speeding or you can, you know, get no insurance. Yeah. Like, oh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, my first time getting pulled over was, uh, let's see. I was, I think I was still in high school. I was still in high school. Uh, my friend was in college, and he got wind of a party. This is in Illinois. He got wind of a party that was about 45 minutes away from where we lived. And a bunch of his college friends were going, and so he invited me, and we drove up there. It was okay. I, the party was uneventful. Like, it was just uh, a bunch of people. I think it was in a barn. I don't know. And um, uh, we... Had fun. There was no drinking involved. There was nothing like that. Uh, but it was late, and both of us, uh, well, I had a curfew, believe it or not, as a, as a senior in high school. I had said, I, I think I had to be home by 1. I mean, it, was, it wasn't like be home by 9. It was like be home by 1, and it was already approaching like midnight, and I still had to drop him off at, you know, back at his dorm and then drive back home, which would have made me late. So I decided to speed a little bit. And this is when the national speed limit was 55. Mm, okay. And I was doing 70. Uh, safely, there was nobody on the road. But, of course, the Illinois State Trooper in his dark blue cruiser, I didn't see him. He was yeah. just sitting off to the side, just minding his own business. Didn't see, I didn't even see him when I passed him. It was like, phew, all of a sudden, the lights came on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so we pulled over and I said to my friend, fake a stomach cramp, like fake, like you're injured. And he's like, what? I go, if I tell the guy that I'm rushing you to a hospital, maybe he'll let us go. And so he's like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I punched him in the stomach <laughs> for the, <laughs> for the reality of it. He doubled over cop came over what's going on here? I said, my friend's not feeling well. I'm taking him to the hospital. He's like, what's wrong with you? Here's my friend. He just punched me in the stomach. (laughs) Come on, man. So of course the cop was like, give me your license. And at the time when you rendered your license for them to take the information, they kept it. And then you got a yellow piece of paper that said you either have to pay the fine or go to court and then you get your license back. But of course, when you get your license back, it has two staple holes in it. Yeah. So people know your license got tendered for something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the very first time. Okay. Uh, so not so bad. I paid the fine. I didn't go to court. I didn't know any better. I just wanted to hide it. Uh, years later, I'm entering the military, and <laughs> my dad comes with me to the thing. And, of course, they start asking you in your interview do you have any moving violations? You've been arrested. You've spent night in jail, you know, all this other stuff. And yeah. I, and I said, when you say moving violation, what do you mean? And he's like, he goes, speeding ticket, whatever. And I said, I have one. And my dad, a police officer looks over. What do you mean you have a speeding ticket? I'm like, I got pulled over for speeding. What? Yeah, I got pulled over for speeding. Why didn't you tell him that I was a cop? You would have got out of it. Uh, That sparked a little bit of a debate right there because when I first got my license, my father clearly said, don't ever tell a police officer that I'm a police officer so you get out of a ticket. (laughs) So when I said that, he's like, I never said that. You know, then the recruiter is looking at us like, what is going on here? So that was my first time. But, um, and it wasn't a bad, I wasn't driving recklessly. It was, you know, I was in the right-hand lane just... I put the cruise control on 70. That's all I did. And it was, I just wanted to get home. Yeah. But yeah. I thought 15 miles an hour isn't bad. Is bad. <laughs> I got pulled over. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, well, and I think for me, like the line, I didn't get pulled. I mean, at the time when that happened, I think I was 24. 
but I didn't have a car until like I was 23. Yeah. So I didn't like I didn't drive much in high school, right? Because we had one car, and my sister was already driving, and yeah. um, I didn't get I, I didn't get my license until I was almost 17. So it was. I had my permit um, at 15. And then it was usually like my mom was in the car when I was driving. Or, yeah. And occasionally, like even my senior year, occasionally yeah. I would get to drive to school. Yeah. But my mom had to work, so I mean, she yeah. usually would take the car. And oh, man. It was a rare day when I got to drive to school. I made it my life goal to get a car as soon as I turned 16 because yeah. I hated the bus. The bu- You know, uh, 16 Candles, mm-hmm. the bus, that's how our bus was. And I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I never, I don't know, I never really had a problem taking the bus. Uh, it was really some of the only social interaction I got all day. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right. Nope. Um, but even, like, when I was a senior, that's the thing. I had, like, two classes yeah. or three, and, it, like, the rest of the day was free. I would literally just go down and kill it in the li- yeah. kill time in the library. Yeah. Like, I just. Um, Although I have to say. Or sometimes I would, or, or sometimes I would bike, sure. I would bike to school and, and back. Yeah. Um, it was, it wasn't. It was kind of a long ride, but yeah. not terribly. Yeah. Um, now I'd be like, no, screw that. But <laughs> I have to say, though, I did meet my first girlfriend on the bus uh, freshman year of high school. Mm. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, a little, little crushy crush thing going yeah. on on the bus. Crush, crush on the bus. There you go. <laughs> crush on the bus. That could be a movie. <laughs> crush on the bus? Crush on the bus. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, you know what? I'll work on it. And yeah, get back fair to enough. You. I'll get back to you on that. We should probably talk. I don't know. Um, I was thinking about it because I, I woke up this morning and was checking the news and stuff. Apparently, uh, President, former President Bush passed away. Yep. Senior. Like, yes. HW. Uh, mm-hmm. 41, I think. Bush 41, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to call him. Yeah. Was like, oh, that's unfortunate. He had a good run. Sure did. 95, wasn't it? Fair. Yeah. I kind of, I suspected after, after Barbara Bush passed away yeah. back in the spring, yeah. he probably wasn't. Too much longer. That happens. And and I know he's been ill for a little while yeah. and stuff, too. Yep. So it's unfortunate. And, and yeah, I was listening to the radio on the drive down here and um, talking about some of that stuff. And yeah. it was like, you probably... And I, I agree with most of the general consensus, which was he was, he was a good foreign policy mm-hmm. president. Um, domestically, eh, you know... Um, mm. it, it's questionable, but to be, I, I look at it to be fair. And that's the thing. It's hard. You know, I mean, it's politicians. It's hard not to talk politics in a way. I think traditionally for a long, especially around that time, like Republicans were traditionally more foreign policy oriented, whereas the Democrats were domestically oriented in terms of policy. And that was further line when, when Bill Clinton came into office, especially, Although he's he was one of the first, I think he kind of did both pretty well. Yep. Um. But um. Uh, but yeah, the Republic. It was always they were like the party of national security, and they because I think Reagan really kind of set the mold on that more so than anybody else. Um. But that that's what I grew up with was yeah. that that idea. It was yeah. like okay, there's this thing you know yeah. if you want things to be better at home, you vote vote for the Democrats. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, he lived a good life. Yeah, you know? no, I mean, I, shoot, I, I was. Oddly, we just I'm talking. amazed he lived that long. Frankly, it was just just for some of the things right. he'd been through. It was just. Well, we were talking today. Like, if you can live past 85, 90. Oh yeah. Anything after that is gravy, man. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, and he, I mean, he was a aviator in World War II yeah. and got shot down a couple yep. times, I think, and, yep. or at least once, and yeah. And, he, and later on, I mean, like he's skydiving in his 80s, just. He did that Crazy. once, I think, just for fun. You know, it was sort of yeah. Like you know what? Good on him. You know, that's oh. Speaking of taking risks, did you see the YouTube video of the guy that did hang gliding, and they didn't attach him to the hang glider? Oh, I didn't. I didn't watch the video. I oh. saw it crop up on my on my YouTube, like recommended. Like, look at this, and I, dude, I didn't watch it. But you I'm have like, man. to that. So as soon as they take off, yeah. He drops down, and he's holding on to the bar Just for dear life. Of course, he, he like locked yeah. up his left hand, yeah. and tore a whole bunch of muscles in his arm. I believe it by holding on for dear life. And then the instructor, who was completely strapped in, is like hanging on to him with his yeah. with his hand while trying to steer the thing. 
because they had just taken off yeah. off the side of this mountain. Right, right. And so he had like to look do. for a place to land, right? And the guy was like, I'm just going to drop. <laughs> you know, like he's, he was kind of like, you can see the, the worded narration. Yeah, the subtitles. The subtitles, yeah. right, exactly, where he was like, at this point, I think I'm going to die, right? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Obviously, it ended well because they dropped him. Well, as they it. as they came in for a landing, as soon as his feet started dragging, he dropped. Yeah, and then tucked and rolled, and he broke a bunch of bones and stuff. Um, sure. And then the instructor, of course, came to a complete landing. But boy, the it's like a minute or so of just real life death defying. Like, yeah. Wow. I, I yeah. People ask me why I won't do things like that. I'm like. That's why. Yeah, I wouldn't do stuff like that. It's not even, no, you know, skydiving, nah, bungee jumping, no, hang gliding. No, I did, I don't nope. Need it. I don't and need it. that's why, because I'll be that one guy in a thousand. This is like. That's right, where the bungee is just starting to fray a little bit. And, yeah. and it happens, man. Bungee cords snap. And they misjudge the weight. Yep, you they know, misjudge they the weight, gonna, or like you drop farther than you should, and you like, you splash well, that's down, because and they then they suck they you back. They misjudge the weight, and so they, they yep. don't put the right length on it. Exactly. And, yeah, no. No, I, just, I don't need it. I, you want to do that stuff? Guess what? There's virtual reality now. I I get enough. I get enough of that. Yeah, you know, deathifying thrill chase just committing to work. So I don't. Yeah, enough. For, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't like to mess with that. No. I'm old. What do I care? Nah, I think when I was younger, I wanted to do stuff like that, and now no. I, I mean, never did. I never nah. did. I used I to just, watch my dad skydive. He used to skydive a lot, and one time he came down hard and he broke his ankle. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. His uh parachute got tangled up and okay. he was spinning. Oh coming down. Yeah, but he was never... coming down at a rate that wouldn't have killed him, but he landed oh, yeah. spinning no, on his foot yeah, and it snapped yeah. his it snapped his ankle. Ouch. And he yeah. said the whole way down he was just thinking, My son is gonna watch me die. And so that was that was actually the last time he sky he did skydiving. That makes sense. Yep. I mean Oh yeah. That was that was creepy, but I you know what I um I never I, I don't really have that kind of a thrill. I'm not I'm not a thrill seeker like that. Like I like roller coasters and stuff like that. Like I like controlled, safe, you know, thrill. I don't yeah. like diving out of an airplane, you know, praying to God that my chute's going to open right and that I'm going to land safely. Yeah, you know, yeah. or like I don't need to I don't need to be in a hang glider, right? I don't need to. I don't need to. I mean, I would. I think I would like to get in like a NASCAR or something and and go 100, 200 miles an hour with a professional driver. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. do it. Well, like my brother-in-law has been to the the Bondurant school. Yeah, in 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 Phoenix, uh, where he and he drives like he's into the Bondurant school. Oh wow! Um, it, it's why I always always joked about it in a way. It was um, like high speed, but they teach like. High end defensive driving. Like right. he's, I mean, he's a really good driver. Yeah. I'm not faulting him in any way, yeah. but it's terrifying to be a passenger yeah. in a car with him. Oh my! For me, um, it's. Uh, I always described it as he's a very Italianate style of driving, like that, a Mario Andretti. Yeah, kind of. Uh. Um, that's and for those who don't know, Bob Bondurant was like a Formula One racer for a long time, yeah. and his family like they started this race driving school. Yeah in phoenix for that for like high end it's a lot of that sort of you want to learn how to drive really good really fast yeah that sort of thing um have you seen the new formula ones there's, like, uh, there's no, a new style no. of formula ones that just came i think it's new this year i saw something i saw a blurb about it i don't know Funky i man. i don't really pay attention to that I don't know. so much i you know i i i've been to a couple of i went to a i don't i remember if it was nascar or not i think it was the uh, the Pocono 500 mm. in Pennsylvania. When I was a kid, I was at a, a mm. summer camp, oh, and yeah. we went one day yep. to the track. Yep. I don't know if they were actually running the Pocono 500 at yeah. the time, but it was summer, and yep. there was a race that day. And it says, eh, you know, you can sit there. It's very loud, and you're just literally sitting there and watch people turn left at 200 miles an hour for like three hours. Exactly. It just, it's an event. It's like a social event. You go and you yeah, eat. Yeah, I mean, you, you go there visit. with people and right. you socialize, and like you could see the people in the pit area and on the lawn. Yep. And the grass in the middle, just having a good old time. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's just not me. Nah, every once in a while something happens. It's like baseball, 
right? You go yeah. to a baseball game. It's a lot of boring stuff. And then every once in a while, something exciting happens. Right, but, well, it's like a, was, but it's like a social event. Well, yeah, and the first time, like, like the first time I went to to a to a ball game, a pro game, it was a it was a preseason kind of training scrimmage back when the back before the uh, the Diamondbacks existed. Oh, yeah. in Arizona, and we had a we had a we had a baseball team as basically like a feed team for the San Francisco Giants. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, the Phoenix Firebirds, yeah. and uh, we went to a game where they were the they were playing uh, against the, one of the Giants. It wasn't, I think it was like the B team of the Giants, basically. Mm. But it was, but they were doing a preseason scrimmage with the with the Firebirds. Yeah, um, I think Matt Williams, who was a longtime Giants player, came from the Firebirds, mm. in fact, and he was playing uh, playing there at the time. And it was in Scottsdale, which is like a big spring training stadium. Yeah. Now they've rebuilt it a couple times since since I was a kid, but they had lawn seats out in the outfield and stuff. Yeah. You could just go park up there. You didn't didn't even pay. Like we just went up there and just sat on the lawn and yep. watched the game. And yep. it was like my brother and I were like it's kind of dull out here, but mainly because we were sitting out in the middle of nowhere, right? And there's nothing to see, right? Um, when I went to a game where I actually paid for a ticket, it was the Diamondbacks versus the Rockies in Bank One Ballpark, which well, sorry, Chase Field now. Oh. I always think of it as Bob because that's what it was originally called. Of course, um, I do the same. The thing. big domed stadium that we paid way too many taxes for. Uh. Um, but uh, I got because I went by myself, like I do to a lot of shows. You can actually get some surprisingly good seats. Mm-hmm. I was back in like the twentieth row behind home plate. Oh, like a really choice seat. Yeah. It was really. It was just over under the just behind the overhang. Yeah. So. Yeah. The pop flies. There's less of a chance of actually things flying up in your face. But right. there were a couple times I'm like, just like I got a little close. Yep. Um, yep. But um, but that was actually fun all the way through to watch. Yeah. From there, yeah. like I'm like now I see the attraction for people to get as close to home plate as you can to watch everything that's yeah. going on. Yeah. Because it's a lot more interesting up close. Yep. As opposed to sitting, you know, in the in the nosebleed bleachers at like right field or something, right. you know. Although that could people, be unless you, well, that's what I mean. If you go with a group of people yeah. and you're having a good time yeah. with people, then that's it's the experience exactly. of it. Then that makes sense, right? Um, and most of those people that sit out there are like season ticket holders, and so yeah. they all know each other, and they're all right. like, yeah. it's like yeah. a little family out there. Yeah. So it's I don't like I have friends who still go. Season ticket holders and their goal is to go to like every home game they can in a yeah. season, and like they push themselves up park. I'm like, all right, have fun. Yeah, but it's a whole family going, yeah. so it's like the, the parents and the kids, and it's like, great, you yeah. know, cool. I'm glad you have your yeah. have your sports ball, you know, yep. whatever. That's fine. Yeah, some people, some people like you know, some people like the Cardinals. Okay. Some people like the Diamondbacks. Whatever. whatever. You know, uh, my friend and I, when we were younger, we used to go to Wrigley Field uh, a lot. In the summertime, you know, and we would pay what six dollars yeah. for a bleacher seat, and uh, they were a rowdy bunch. The beer was flowing, the swearing came out, they were heckling, you know, the other team. I think, yeah, and yeah. so we learned a lot of swear words. Well, it's interesting <laughs> when I was growing up. Like we never went to, we never went to a sports game. We never went to sports ball. Mm. Um, uh, certainly not at a professional level, like anywhere. Right. Um, until we moved out here. And then my dad, my parents were divorced at the time. He came out, and we went to uh, a Phoenix Suns game. First pro game any of us had been to um, because the Sixers were in town. So they were playing a home game uh, against the Sixers, uh, which was fun because I, I was I was a Sixers fan kind of at the time in as much as I followed any sports. I like basketball. I'm like, yeah, right. it was kind of cool. Dr. J and some of that stuff at the time he wasn't there right at that because i think he had just retired or right. something at that point um well there were a lot of video games back then where that highlighted like yeah dr j and, yeah you know. dr j was the man <laughs> um but they uh but he came out and took us to a game but i think part of that was you know trying to suck up to his kids right um i can say that now i haven't had contact with him for like 25 years right. so it's, it's um but uh, I remember that day because it was we, we did a bunch of stuff that week. It was like the the Christmas after we moved out here, and it was kind of like between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. He came out for like a week, and yeah. like we did different things every day, and yeah. um, did a little shopping, went driving around a little bit, and then like we did the Fiesta Bowl parade. Yeah. We went and watched that, which was hilarious mm. for us because we're all out there in like light windbreakers, oh, and sure. it's like forty degrees outside. Oh, you know. It was, 
or no 40 or 50 everybody's bundled up in these winter coats and we're all out there like tourists like i don't yeah. know what the problem is yeah now it's like oh god it's cold yeah but it's just like all right at the time i didn't think anything of it it's mm-hmm. so, like it was just enough to to be fine mm-hmm. yeah it was really weird mm-hmm. but um has it been chilly up in atlanta Yes, it's actually this this past week. It's going to be really nice today, like it is here. Yeah. You know, like seventy or eighty. Yeah. But it was down near. It's been down near it, like low fifties yeah. for the high this week. Yeah. It's been really, really yeah. freaking cold. It's been in the forties here at night. Yeah, it was just. Oh, and oh God, <laughs> how, yeah, how you suffer! I know. I know. It's <laughs> so terrible. Yeah, it was getting down below 30 and stuff a couple of times at night. Fortunately, it was dry, so there was no ice issues. It yeah. was just cold. Yeah. And, um, I, was t- I was joking about that, like, a reverse of Phoenix. Don't worry, it's a dry cold. <laughs> um, it's a dry cold. No, I mean, there's no humidity to it. So it's like, it was, it's one of those things. I've gotten that sometimes, like, when I've lived in Wyoming, so we get to a point where it's, like, too cold to snow. Oh. Because it's just like it's just dry, like it's dry and it's cold, but it just and you can see the clouds like it wants to snow, yeah. but it can't. It's like, and it's nope. like like you know condensation, constipation. It's just like yeah, you know, it really wants to yeah. do it, and like nope, not happening. Yeah. It's too cold. I think the coldest I've ever been in was in like eighty. I want to say it was nineteen eighty six, eighty five, eighty six in Chicago, okay. sixty below zero with the mm. wind chill. It was interesting because we like we started doing experiments. Like, how cold is it, right? <laughs> and so we uh, we go outside. And first of all, you ha- you cannot go outside with any exposed skin. Right. You had to wear nothing. Like your right. eyeball juice would freeze instantly. Right. Yeah. Boogers, uh, everything frozen. Every you get it. You, we had to wear like ski goggles. We had to have the the thing wrapped around or the scarf wrapped around our head. Hat, two layers of clothes. We go out there with a the spray bottle that my mom used to use to like iron, and we filled it with hot water. Went outside and you'd spray it, and it was like psh, instant snow. It would just yeah. turn to snow, psh, and it wow. just—I'm like, that's cold. That is cool. <laughs> yeah, I think I've gotten close to that when I when I lived in Wyoming, the first winter I was there because I moved up uh, right after Thanksgiving, and it was it was snowing and it was yeah it was. It ended up being it was about minus fifty or fifty five with the wind chill, but it was like twenty below. Yeah. Anyway, and the winds were at like forty miles an hour, it's and it was. Brutal. I mean, it was. Brutal. That's a calm day in Wyoming for the wind, but it was. Yeah, it was snowing sideways. Oh, yeah. And, um, we were trying to take turns out there shoveling the drive, but no, nope. I had like no cold weather gear really, so nope. I lasted maybe five minutes. I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even my, get the snow my cousin, started. my cousin, her husband worked for, but he worked for the Wyoming DOT. Uh, um, so he had like a full thermal suit oh, and sure. stuff and just got, went out there oh, and was yeah. just shoveling. He was out there for like three hours just oh, yeah. trying to shovel a drive and stuff. It was crazy. I'd and never seen like, oil uh, freeze before. Yeah. Like that was, was incredible. It was ridiculously cold. Yeah, it, it'll do that, and that's why. But that's why ice forms on the bridges because it's got wind. The wind is blowing the cold on both right. You have sides, no, you have so no earth no, warming it up. It's yeah, there's like, no ground heat. It's so just it's like, like it's out there. Yeah. It's like it's just out there. It's cheeses in the wind, man. Wind is just blowing right through that thing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. I yeah, it's, I uh, I don't miss that. I don't yeah. miss that cold. Weather. I will say, as weird as it is for me, that is that is one thing I kind of miss about phoenix is that it gets cold but doesn't get like bitterly cold for like the morning some mornings and it's usually like in january or february like in the dead of winter where it gets down in some mornings it's like close to freezing and you're just like but you get in the car after a while the sun comes out and you're you're fine get up to 50 or 60 and it's like yeah it's kind of nice what do you prefer do you prefer hot weather or cold weather uh i actually prefer it's hard to say i Especially if you're living in LA, you know, find enough temperate zones to live in. And it's yeah. just like I, I do not like extreme. I, I I would say I like cold better just because I have a lot of built-in thermal layers, so I don't do well in the heat. Sure. Um, currently, but I but I had a friend of mine who hates the cold, but oh. she's a stick. Of course. There's so no, no insulation. Yeah. So I was and just no like that, and it makes perfect sense. So I'm just like. 
Right. You're, yeah, you're killing think, your bone marrow there. Of course you're going to get I think it kind of I think it kind of depends for people as mm-hmm. to how they feel about it. I like it cool not cold. You I know? do too. It's kind of but I always like it warm and not hot. So there's always a weird right. uh, think, area in there where yeah. it's that that kind of that temperate zone. Exactly. Um and Arizona has some of that for the most part. If you live there long enough, like ninety five doesn't feel bad. Yeah. hundred it gets close to hundred, like you start to feel it. Yeah. But a hundred is usually okay. Anything getting above like one oh five and it's just like oh ugh. Yeah. You know, and it's like that for three months. Exactly. So you're just like You oh. can't really control the heat. Like when you're hot, no. you're hot. You're at the mercy. Right. Exactly. Well that's the thing. And you can you can kind of control the cold. Exactly. Well, we can control the heat, but we can more efficiently control cold. Right. That's how I feel I like I have it. more control over when it's cooler, I can open my jacket, close my jacket, you know, whatever. I can yeah. I can manually but when you're hot, I mean what are you gonna do? Oh yeah. Start yeah, stripping down and like run around your underwear. Well and that's the thing is like then you're sweating and all that, but that's your body's way of trying to cool exactly. off. So it's not helping. No, and you stick to everything. There's only so much it can do and oh, you're just like, oh, I can't deal with this. Yeah. Uh, um, I love it when it's like 50, 50, 60 degrees, somewhere in there, Maybe between I've, 50 and 60. I I'm a little that. skittish because a couple times when I was younger, especially, I got like really bad sunburn. Yeah. Especially, I'm talking like blisters. Oh, I've had that. I've had when that. I was, yeah, when I was, it was really bad. I think the end of fourth grade ruined a whole summer mm. for me because we had a pool party at the end to celebrate the end of the year at this person's house. Mm-hmm. And I had a, um, I had a shirt that I was wearing part of the time. I just, I, cause I used to swim with a t-shirt on sometimes and stuff. Um, I always hated putting sunscreen on. Like it always just felt, uh, I don't like it. I don't like you know? It um, and so I, uh, so some, I was swimming with a sh- shirt part of the time, but then I took it off stuff. But then I got like second degree burns across my shoulders and like down my, down my upper arm. I had a, a blister the size of like a russet potato. On this forearm, the entire summer, it was yeah, it was really really bad. You don't want to pop those things either. Well, that one that one did end up popping, but in my sleep, sure, because I rolled over on it. Yeah, right. And it was just like because I had a towel. We kept a towel in case of seepage and things. Like I was wearing some of my mother's old cut up t shirts up the back. Yeah, for a long time. My grandmother, who had been a nurse, was helping apply. Yeah, um, the ointment that the dermatologist gave us and stuff. But it was. Man, that was weeks and weeks. I did not go outside the entire summer after right. that. I was just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> well, blisters generally, you need to let them drain on their own. Well, yeah. And for the most part, right. yeah, and that's why people just, say don't pop blisters because, and, was and don't just, peel the skin away. Oh, God. Right. Well, I did that after it was, well, because it would dry up and flake off. And so we were like Naturally. taking a taking a loofah and you know, Right, was, exactly. Um, but yeah, I was peeling for months after that. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, like shedding a whole skin, like I'm a lizard or something, yeah. you know, it was, um, yeah, that was not a fun experience. I, I came close to that a few years later after we had moved to Arizona. Uh, we were doing, I was in a, uh, I was in a, a handbell choir as a kid yep. and we were fundraising for a tour to Europe. Mm-hmm. And so we did like a car wash that day. Right. I was not the only one that got badly sunburned, right. but I did get quite a bit and I, I freaked out about it because yeah. I'm like. You know, um, thinking about skin cancer or whatever, I'm like, oh god, right. yep. You know, um, but it was fine for the most part. There weren't any like really big, not like that. Yeah. Like it was, it were a couple. I think there were a couple small blisters or something. But right. that was, right. it was mostly just really purple. Yeah. Um, but it eventually healed up on its own and and started peeling later and, yeah. and all, that, all that fun stuff. Yeah. But, blisters um, are awful. I've always been, yeah, I've always been like mega cautious ever since mm-hmm. then about being outside, right, in the sun for extended periods yeah. and. Um, I'm a lot less shy about putting sunscreen on. I usually still don't, though, often or not, because a lot of times sunscreen doesn't really... It helps a little, yeah. but it's not going to prevent you from getting sunburned. Yeah, right. It's, especially in Arizona, they have um, they pay a lot of attention to what they call the UV index. Right, yep. Because that's what's causing the sunburn is ultraviolet radiation yep. more often than not. And so uh, the UV index can get to a point where it's literally... You can go from untanned white skin to burnt in like 15 minutes so it's like especially in the dead of summer like at the hottest part of the day so you have to be like super careful when you're outside i'm like oh great you know and with with some you know with climate change you know because we know it's happening uh it's only gonna get worse Mm -hmm. it's gonna get more intense it won't last as long but and i've noticed that like it's weird because it it doesn't get as hot in arizona consistent like it used to like there used to be a period where it would get to 110 and stay that way for like three months. Now 
it happens a little later than year, but it's like more intense. Yeah. Um, and so it 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 just feels hot. Like the heat index goes up, the temperature hasn't increased, but right. it feels more intense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and magnified. And so I mean, fortunately, Arizona is one of those places where almost everybody has a swimming pool in their backyard, right. so they yeah. can go swim. But I'm like. Yeah, well, yeah, but then we're like, yeah, but then the sunlight's getting magnified in the water, and yeah. you know, you get some of that stuff where it's right. like you're not getting a lot of protection. You're just nope. cooling off, which right. is fine, right. but but you're still getting you're still taking UV. You're yeah, skin is you're still, still getting it's like it's blocking everything else. It's not blocking the UV, yeah. so it's you know, block the sun, not the fun. Yeah, it's, so I I think you know, oddly enough, the one time one times I I went swimming. Was it, we were in Germany mm. on tour on that same tour. In fact, later on, and the Germany public pools were very interesting. Were they now? Uh, yeah, there was uh, there were a few topless sunbathers out there. Fantastic. Um, but the, the but the pool rules were really strict because they weren't they were clean pools, no chlorine, mm. like absolutely clean water. But they were very strict. No t-shirts. Oh yeah. No sunscreen. No, like they they did not want anything to defile that. Like you had to shower before you got in the pool. Right. Like literally go in there and there were like there were shower stations you go in yeah. hose off out in the open yeah and then get in yeah and, and then swim and then do it again when you get out like it was really weird yeah um, and you know people are still peeing in that pool I wondered sometimes oh, I'm sure it, I don't know Come on. but it was like but they keep it like super duper clean how do you know um how do you know it's clean I mean yeah. is, they literally have people watching all the time like I went in with a t-shirt they yelled at me to get out I was like I didn't German? realize because I didn't see the sign that oh, said yeah. no t-shirts. I didn't realize I was like, they were yelling because I was being careful about the sunburn stuff. Yeah. You know, I was trying to be super cautious. Yeah. And like I'm like, oh, oh, you know, and so like I apologize, but it was it was a very weird the way they were <laughs> the way they run it. You would expect the Germans to run anything, you know, historically. What were they um, yelling at you? Take your T-shirt off. What, I don't what would know. That even be. I don't even remember. It was. I mean, at up. this point, it was this one that was in like 1990. So I did. I honestly don't remember at this. Point. I'll tell you what they said. Um. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, no shirt, no shoes, no swimming. I don't, I don't well, I'm going um, to do, do a little Google uh, translation here. But the, the... You keep talking. I'm going to look this up. But so that was, that was an odd experience. I, I've never really been... The one time, and, and a lot of that now is like I have, I have, I have a mild uh, allergy to chlorine. Like I get a rash along my midsection when I go swimming. So I don't, I don't, I don't go swimming very often anymore. Uh, anyway, just because of that. So I, I can avoid it most of the time. Hmm. Let's see what this is. Um, take your shirt off. <laughs> no, I'm not. We're in the middle of recording a podcast. <laughs> I'll do it in a minute. We're almost done. <laughs> um, that's pretty but, funny. Yeah. How about, um, let's get out of the pool. Get out of the pool. German is such a it's such a nice language, isn't it? Raus aus dem Pool. <laughs> Raus aus dem Pool. That seems like a good rule. <laughs> Get out of the pool. Our, our time's about up. That seems like a good place to start. Really? This went by too quickly. Yeah. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. No, it's been almost an hour. So we're doing. I think we did okay. All right. Um, so <laughs> wasted another perfectly good hour listening to car talk. Oh wait, no. Sorry. <laughs> Raus. The, roused into podcast. Roused out the podcast. I don't even. Um, I'm not watching so bad. <laughs> I wrap up another episode of this. Uh, you can get this episode and all of our episodes at our website, BrianTrustPodcast.com. Um, you can subscribe there with our RSS feed, or you can subscribe in Apple Podcasts. Hopefully, other platforms coming soon. Um, wherever you do listen to our show, if you have the opportunity, please rate and review the show because ratings and reviews are how podcasts like ours get discovered by other like-minded people hopefully um apple podcasts especially if you like the show even if you have some minor quibbles with it feel free to rate it five stars because uh, that's just kind of how their system works for now um until they decide to change it in a week who knows um if you have any feedback for us and then ways we can improve the show or if you're a brian or know someone who named brian who might like to be on the show uh, get in touch with us. You can email us at briantrustpodcast at gmail.com. That is Brian with an I, the correct way. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thebriantrust. Uh, we've got our fan page there. You can uh, communicate with us. We can contact back and forth. We like feedback. We like to interact. 
Uh, we're also on the Twitters. Uh, the show is at the Brian Trust. Individually, I am at Actor Geek. I am at B Selkie. And that's going to do it for episode 109, the semi-live episode in person. Live and in person. The in-person Barbara Walters level special of the the Brian. This was good. We need to do this more, man. This was pretty cool. We'll have to figure it out. Yeah, it gets complicated when we live on opposite ends of the country. But uh, yeah, well. that's going to do it for episode 109. And until next time. Erzählen Sie Ihren Freunden von unserem Podcast. Translate it. Tell your friends about our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice.